recorded live in front of a grown man's toy dinosaur collection in an apartment so empty you'd think it'd been burgled. You're listening to Help! I'm wearing a suit! You can do whatever you want. Hi, I'm Ali Adams. And I'm Dan Childs. And welcome to Help, I'm Wearing a Suit, a weekly chronicle of our haphazard attempts to live a life less ordinary. Yeah, that's right. I'm introducing it because I've taken over the show this week. You're not allowed to... <laughs> Look, you're know. trying to be bossy and you I'm can't. Not, you're can't just so bossy, nice. Though. I'm just like, oh, you can jump in whenever you want yeah. and talk. I don't mind. <laughs> You're supposed to make it sound like you like tied me up in a corner and there was like this big Krav Maga-esque fight. Yeah. You know, I got you in the balls, but then you overcame me with a throat choke. Yeah, no, that, none of that happened. Basically, we just got really lazy and you just put all the pressure on me to come up with a great episode today. Sure, that's exactly yes. what happened. Actually, can I just fight my own corner here? Okay. Not with violence, but with my words. I'm protecting, I'm protecting my nuts. You're wearing a cup, right? Oh, yeah, always. Excellent. I'm always prepared. Uh, yeah, exactly. Right. Ready? Always. With my butts. <laughs> Cover in minutes. Not throw back to Krav Maga there. Guys, just listen to the episode, then you'll be able to keep up with all the funnies. Yeah, so I have made the decision to go part-time in my full-time job and try and pursue... Um... A life less ordinary. Yeah, a life less ordinary. Exactly. I'm still trying to figure out what I'm doing. Um... But yeah, I'm going to be freelancing, contracting. If you're in North America, freelancing is called contracting, so that's something I've learned. Hmm. Essential, some might say, for finding work to know exactly what the work is called. Yes, that would, would be helpful. So yeah. yeah, it's been a little bit crazy the last few weeks. Dan stepped up to the plate. He's like, no, 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 Ali, we can't miss a week. It's the listeners, they need... Is that, is they that what need, I said or was that you? Word for word. Word this for is word what you me. said. Was I not just like, meh, next week? You were like, well, I, I did some notes, so might as well record a. Yeah, I mean, I brought I brought some notes along. We didn't do anything particularly out of the ordinary because it was our nine-year anniversary. Ew, don't tell to people that. Ah, I had to bring it up. Gross. We need our excuse for not doing the. Well, we did some fun stuff. I think stuff. my excuse was excellent. Your excuse was excellent. <laughs> fine. You're doing. Trying to sort my life and my career out. Yeah, but. But yeah, we also did that. Yeah. That anniversary thing. Anniversary stuff. Many congratulations. Shake hands. Yep, yeah, shake hands. Mm. Exchange business cards. Shall we? Oh, they're the same. I, of course, wrote you a formal written letter. Oh, yes. Thanking you for delightful. your time and commitment to this relationship. Yes. And uh, offering you tenure. Tenure? Yes. Oh, that's exciting. Yes. It's well, very... I'm waiting for your formal written acceptance of this, so... Some may say I mean, it's been I've got tardy. A, I've got to. Uh, I just needed a week to think things over. Yeah. <gasps> How dare you! <laughs> I can rescind it. That's the word, isn't it? Rescind. Sounds like an appropriate word. Sounds to like use, a word. Yeah, yeah good. <laughs> We're in the library. Shall I go get a dictionary and just double check? Do they have like a whole section of dictionaries in the library? Yes. Shall I take you after this? Oh, that's weird. No. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds terrible. Be careful what you ask for in the library because. I was just intrigued to know if they did. I don't need to see it. Why would not they? It's a know. library. Yeah, but like, I was just wondering if they had like a whole aisle full of dictionaries. Yes, no. in different languages. Do you still want to not see it? Yeah, or... don't want to go. No, okay, no. just to be clear. I've used a dictionary once. Well, one time. Okay, well, I think I was at school, and then I realised the internet 
<laughs> Very telling of how old you are that yes. the internet was around when you needed to look something up in a dictionary. I do remember being a kid and using like encyclopedias to do my homework. Yeah, I'm me not, too. I am a, I don't, I'm in that mid-range. I'm not quite the generation that just purely knows technology. I do remember a time before the internet. This week, we're going to talk about unusual hobbies. Ooh. Mainly because we're struggling sometimes to come up with what we want to do that's unusual. I thought it would give us some inspiration. The problem is, the more that you do that is unusual, out of your comfort zone, a little bit strange, the less things feel unusual, uncomfortable, out of your comfort zone, a little bit strange. Yes. You're like, oh, well, doesn't everyone do goat yoga? Oh, doesn't everyone go to sound baths? Doesn't everyone go yeah. to life drawing classes? Like, they all just well, start just feeling like normal. People, people do, right? There's well, they a lot do. Of people that go to these things. Guys, so it's we not... went, and there's tons of people doing these things <laughs> that I was too scared to ever do. Yeah. Ooh, I'm excited. Okay, hit me um, with the first one. So I'm going to go in reverse order of what I think were the most weirdest, funniest once. Because early because... on in recording this podcast, you taught me how important it is to build tension and excitement, which I effed up several times in our first yeah. few episodes, kept mixing up the order in which I'm supposed to say things in order to build that tension. So yeah. I'm excited that we're revisiting it. Yes. And you're going to show me how it's done. How it's done. You might know some of these as well. But okay. I'm going to, so if you know it, just go straight in and tell people what it is. But if you don't know it, I want you to make your best. There's a game. Best guess. A game. What you think Guys, it is. play at home. In ten, wasn't a very exciting one. Most people out there all know it. Is planking. Yes, I do know planking. Yeah, so it's not a very exciting one. Can I try and explain what I think it is? Yep, you go. Okay, so I think it's where people go and lie down on things and take a photo, just like random weird Pretty stuff, yeah. like you know, like a desk at work like, or really, really straight. Oh yeah, like a wooden plank. Like, yeah. That was oh. a good sound effect of a wooden plank. I don't think it was. That's the sound they make. I'm sure. Do you have any examples of like really weird places people have planked? There's so many now. Oh, please tell me. I mean, Just there's so few. many pictures. There's like people like trying to plank like tall rock sculptures and stuff. There's like all those kind of extreme planking ones mm. where they try and get to like the hardest place and then they plank on it. You've got the m- more like awesome ones where people do it like off the side of a lamppost. Oh, that's, that's cool. Because that's like insanely strong, right? That's yeah. the like most extreme version of planking. Next. It's quite an old I see hobby. why it was a 10. It was a 10. Ugh. In number nine, I got the idea from your mum because she sent me an article the other day. Of course. Did she read? What was yeah. the article about? Well, well, my mum is always sending these art- articles. The article was about animal grooming. But okay. this, I don't just mean like animal grooming as in taking them to a groomer's and having their fur combed out or whatever. This is like... Some sort of different animal grooming. Extreme so, animal exactly. grooming. So what could this be? Go. Oh, I now remember you showing me this. Yeah. It was an article about people who were cutting the fur of their animals into into shapes that made them look like dinosaurs. Yeah. So funny. <laughs> so cute. So that was, yeah, that was my favourite one that I found with a dinosaur. So cats that look like dinosaurs. Ugh. So they had like little like stegosaurus spines going down their back. Um. But people have done all sorts. Like, the, a really common one is making your... You know, like, the dogs that look kind of like bears? Yes, big, fluffy... Big, fluffy, berry looking dogs. Yep. But making them look like pandas, so they dye the hair. Aww. So they look black and white like a panda. I don't know if I agree with that. I saw another dog that was like a tiger. There's all sorts, like, labradoodles that were, like, rainbow-coloured. There's all sorts going on. I'm Very having a strange. hard time with this because on one hand, I'm like, oh my gosh, if I had a cat, I'd definitely want it to look like a dinosaur. 
But then, and then I'd also call the cat, like, rabbit. So if the cat was outside, I'd be like, rabbit! And then this, like, little dinosaur would come running. It would just make me so happy. But then, are all the other cats in the neighbourhood going to be bullying poor rabbit? Probably, yeah. Or will rabbit not be able to, like, you know, get some bum sniffing in? Yeah, because people don't think he's cool or whatever. Yeah, they're like, who are you? What are you? Yeah. And they shun him for his crazy hair. Exactly. And then he hates you and doesn't want to hang out with you anymore. Yeah, this is a conundrum. It is. Yeah. Okay, next. Okay, next. So, in at eight, we have geocaching. Wow. Do you know what that is? Obviously, that's when you are a geologist and you... I'm loving this. (laughs) You sell information for cash. No. And it's not what geocaching is. So geocaching, they claim it to be the world's largest treasure hunt. (gasps) So it's an app you download on your phone. Wait, wait, can I just pause a second? If I had made the world's largest treasure hunt, would I call it something shit like geocaching? Well, geocaching explains what it is because it's all about finding like locations. Yeah, you say that. I didn't know what it was. I thought it was a geologist selling himself. Yeah. Or herself. Okay, tell me what I'm so excited. So you download an app. Yep. Geocaching app. On it. And then on that app, you can find, there's like thousands of these geocaches, like across the world. Um, There are 3,876 around Vancouver at the moment. Wow. Yeah. And you pick one on your thing, because some might be close together, some might be really far away, and you just try and get to as many as you can. So you, like, navigate using your GPS. So is each one, like, a scavenger hunt, or is each one just trying to find one thing? It's just finding one thing. So you're oh. going to that place to get to that. Some of them are, like, they're hidden in, like, that location. So once you get there, you've got to find it. Some of them are, like, big boxes. Some of them are, like, tiny little They're actual things. physical things? Yeah. And what's inside them? So in the boxes, what they do is they put, like, a logbook... So everyone that visits the geocache signs the logbook. Ah. And then if they're a big box, people put things in. or t- So it's like a little trading post. So you can put like, I don't know, like a little book in it or whatever, you like a little trinket. And then someone could come along and you go, like, oh, I like that hat or whatever and take that. And, and then leave something else. Leave something else. Uh, but some of them are just tiny little things and you go, you log it and then you log it on your app. This is so fun. We should do this. I know. I okay. thought it was quite fun. That's on the list. Yeah. So it's quite interesting. In at number seven, my personal favourite. Even though it's only at seven? Well, it's not the most exciting. Okay. But it's element collecting. Oh, wow. Oh, I had to get my science grown. in. I had to get science time with Dan in. Da, 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 da. Science. Yes. What is that? I don't know. It's just where you collect, try and collect all the elements on How? the periodic table. Like physically, just go collect them. Yeah, just find them. So, you, like, but Surely some of them are dangerous. That is one of the things that they said, beware of certain certain elements that Ugh. are toxic, radioactive. You crazy scientists. Blah, blah, blah. So some scientists, like, it is their job. They do this. They collect and purify elements. Like, I found this guy who, he's from the UK. Um, he does it as his job. He sells these periodic tables to, like, universities, but they're, like, physical periodic tables. So they have a piece of oh. every element in them. Cool. Um. But he purifies them so they look absolutely stunning, like either super shiny or. So it's like, like a piece a, of art. Yeah, and then but then like say if he's got some uranium, it'll be in like a glass shield, so safety. It's safe and whatnot, or like 
they'll be in like tiny ampules if they're like things like bromine so they're not going to escape bro exactly but like other people do it from more of a rustic point of view and try and collect everything from day-to-day items that they can find in the house how did you even find this it was just one of the things that came up i knew people did it anyway because people are scientists are weird um (laughs) (laughs) so like one of like you can do like examples of ones like there's like really easy ones like you can crack open a light bulb and take out the filament and you've got some tungsten or some uh zirconium depending on what kind of light bulb and stuff it is what would you say your favorite element is that you'd be really keen to collect like what would be the one to get oh i don't know well, Mercury's quite fun because you can like roll it around and stuff. Oh, that's true. It's quite an interesting one, but it will kill you. It's pretty yep. poisonous. Mm-hmm. Um, the one I really like that people don't realise is around their house is americium, which is highly radioactive, but it's in everyone's smoke detectors. Just a really small amount. Wow. But it's in everyone's smoke detector. Why is it in the smoke detector? Is that what uh, helps to detect the smoke? Yeah, it's an ionising detector, and so they need something that's going to ionise. And then... I'm not exactly wow. sure how it works, but it's to do with the fact Science. that the, the americium will ionise when it's... So everyone's already collected that one, guys. You can take that off your list. Yeah, so that's really Done. cool. You can just open your thing, and then if you look at the side of your smoke detector or on the side, it will say, contains americium 241. And you can... Then it's like a little... Is it toxic? Inside. Like, are you okay to touch it? I wouldn't touch it. Like, wear gloves. Like... If you're gonna, and then put it in some sort of container, at least probably glass or. What would it do lead. to you? It's it's produces ionizing radiation, so it can. You keep saying this. What does that mean? So basically, over time it decays. Yeah. So it splits into it splits into or the nucleus of the atom will split, and it gives off um, an alpha particle, which is the ionizing radiation that comes off. It's like a little. It's made up of two protons, two neutrons. Um, it doesn't travel very far, like so. It's it's very you know it's not like it's more dangerous if you ingested it as opposed to it being outside and away from you. Because ionized uh, alpha particles don't don't eat it. Yeah, don't eat it because ionized like the alpha particles are stopped really easily. So you can just stick a piece of paper in front of it or whatever, and it won't go anywhere. Oh. Um, but yeah, americium toxic as well because if you ingest it, it'll probably give you cancer. Um, and start don't don't just don't eat it. So wear gloves, make sure you've not got anything on your fingers, wash your hands thoroughly if you really want to play with it, sort of thing. Not good for you. Is it but fun to play with? No, it's just a piece of metal. Okay, don't touch it. <laughs> just don't touch it. But just, yeah, people but do But how that. cool is it that you've already collected that one? Bam. Yeah. Another good one that people always don't realise or don't realise I've about. really started something bad here, haven't yeah. I? Now you're just going to list science elements. elements. Platinum. Yeah. Is in your cars. In spark plugs and catalyst converters. Wow. Yeah. So you can just crack one of them open, get yourself some platinum, which is quite expensive. I mean, I feel like I can hear people realising that they've picked the wrong career and now they want to be scientists. Mm. That's what I think. You're really selling it. You can't make a lot of money. There's not that much platinum in there. You're not going to make tons of money from it. Oh, no, I meant that you were selling being a scientist. It's like this cool thing. It's oh, like, yeah. Look at all the things that you know in that little brain of yours. Ah, that's because I did the research today. Oh, that as well. Yeah. There's no actual science in your brain. No, I forget it all when I leave work. So. <laughs> okay, next. Okay, well, next. What, am I, what number am I on? I'm on six. Tree shaping. Okay. Shaping 
trees into fun shapes like Edward Scissorhands. Kind of, but different. So, oh, so it's... oh, wait. Let me try again. Go. Is it when you remove the top layer of the tree bark and then you create a image inside by carving it? Can also be that. Okay, but not right. Kind of. So it's they're all in the same related field, but it gets kind of weirder. So you're right, it's is to do with creating art and creating sculptures. But people who tree shape, as well as just cutting into the bark or cutting, like, everyone knows what like a bonsai tree is, you know, the little Japanese trees, and they cut it into the shape of a, what looks like a bigger tree. Um, as well as doing that sort of stuff, it also includes, like, techniques called grafting, where you cut one part of a tree and attach another part of a tree to it and eventually they fuse together like the <gasps> tissues fuse together and it's all about making Whoa. these really intricate shapes um so they and then they do things like pruning whereas if they cut it at certain like node points in a branch it will force the tree to grow in a certain way so in so people can make like chair sculptures or like weird interweaving things that like move around each other and stuff out of tree this is I, incredible i mean like it's like they're like not huge tree trunks they're like you know like a thinner style tree um they do like immediate um sculpting as well where they literally force quite flexible trees into certain positions hold them there and eventually they will just stay there after a certain amount of time so they can get them to make all these weird shapes it's quite interesting this is literally what edward scissorhands the second film would have been about yeah if there wasn't so much death at the end of the first one mm. this is where he would have taken his career it's quite an extreme hobby i thought yeah like it's, it's you've got to put some serious time into making oh, these yeah. sculptures because trees aren't they don't grow that fast no <laughs> really got to commit like your whole life to yeah. it really yeah, so, maybe yeah. even pass it on to your kids and your grandkids mm. they'll be really happy you did that <laughs> so in at number five LARPing. <gasps> what is LARPing? Um, Do you know what LARPing is? No. No. You will guess. know what it is. Go on. Is it laughing at random pets ing? No. But you're right, it is, a la- it is an acronym. Yes, I knew it was an acronym. So it's an acronym for live action role playing. Oh. You knew that. Yeah, well, you just tried to trick me. Yeah. So, yeah. This... Do we need to cover that? I mean, everyone knows what it is, but yeah, I think the thing that's quite interesting is people often associate LARPing with that sort of mythical aspect and that um, sort of medieval themed, but it can encompass anything. It's completely up to like, they have uh, what the guy that's, or the person that's in charge is the game master and it's completely up to them what theme it is, what powers different people have against other people when they're playing um and yeah like a lot of them are medieval themed and it's the use of swords and like uh foam swords and stuff and they fight each other and blah blah blah, blah. but it's the same as doing like a um war reenactment it's the same thing isn't it really um but <laughs> one of the things that i found was quite funny is sometimes they do this like physical fighting with these swords but sometimes they'll it'll come down to that they'll they'll be near each other, the players, but then they'll have a game of like rock, paper, scissors or flip a coin to see who kills the other person. Nice. And it comes down to stuff like that, which is quite interesting. Um, yeah, that's lapping. 
action role playing. Sounds quite fun. I'd quite like to do it one day. Get involved. We'll add it to the list. Yeah. Next. Oh, next. In at four. <gasps> Ooh. Extreme ironing. Extreme ironing? Yeah. What the hell is extreme ironing? I didn't even know what it was when I saw that title. I was like, what is that? Uh, I don't understand how something like that exists and your mother doesn't do it. Yeah, but then when you figure out what it actually is, my mum wouldn't want to do it. Oh. Is it speed ironing? Not about quality, it's about quantity? No, so this is like kind of what I thought. I was like, is it when you like iron with two both hands, like two oh, different ironing yes. bars? I was like, I wonder if it's that. Oh my gosh, no. I can't imagine. It's like an even more extreme version of planking in the sense of people take their iron and ironing boards to the most remote and extreme <laughs> places and then get a photo of themselves <laughs> doing some ironing. That's incredible. Why would anyone do that? I saw, I have no idea. How did that start? I saw, Whose idea was that? I literally saw photos of like the weirdest things. There was someone like, Someone ironing on like a standard paddleboard, just because you can. Someone with, there was. Are people, they have their ironing board and iron. Iron, and they're out. They've and got a piece like, of clothing. I was going to say, yeah. they they're really committed. I mean, I feel like they have to use one of those like old fashioned irons because there's not always electricity everywhere. True. Um, or maybe a serious battery powered iron. I feel like you could do that. Um, but yeah, I saw what there was three people skydiving and ironing Stop. together. Stop! That was that was like really weird. There was one of uh, a guy scuba diving and ironing under the water. <laughs> this is my favourite weird hobby I've ever heard like, of. On top of like gone rock climbing with an ironing board on their back and then got it out the top of the mountain that they climbed up and did some. My ironing. question is like, though, why? so you skydive so much, you're like, oh, I, I literally can't get that adrenaline <laughs> rush anymore. The only thing I could do now is iron. Yeah, I don't know. Like, in the air. It's just bizarre. How do they hold it? They must have to... Well, let... that's, there was three of them. So one person was holding the ironing board. The other person was, like, around the, holding the clothes. I'm just clothes trying to think of the logistics and... of landing after your skydive with all of these items. I feel Maybe like they drop them drop near them the end. near the end, yeah. So once they see, like, a field or something. But, yeah, I was like, that's bizarre. Maybe it wasn't a real photo. I don't know. But it, it made me chuckle. I honestly don't think I'm going to be able to handle the next couple. I just don't think I'm going to be able to go and iron anymore without it being more extreme. You're going to be ironing and you're going to be thinking, this is like this so is boring. So lame. Yeah, exactly. People are going to be laughing at how lame I am. Yeah. All right. In at three. Toy voyaging. I like this one because it was just weird. I have no idea. So this is where toys get to travel around the world so there's a website for it and you sign your toy or you can so you can either sign up a toy to travel around the world or you can be a host of a toy um and they all get like individual unique tracking numbers and basically you just use this website upload photos pictures of this toy if you're the host like and this toy just gets to travel around. So someone the world. will send it to you. You'll like take a photo of the toy, like, like doing something in that area. That's obvious that you're in the area, yeah. and then they'll and then give you an address it, and you'll post send it somewhere, it somewhere else. else. This is happening. One hundred percent. Sign us up, and you can I send your to toy this. off to do it as well. It's like really nice those toys. Maybe we can. Well, you can send host. like we can send like the little goat teddy bear. Your your goat teddy bear. Yeah, could travel the world. Okay, done. Great. We'll have to look into it. 
see how we go. And then we can just keep it on the website, just post, like, show the pictures of where Goat Emic Goat Face has gone. Exactly. Yeah. This is really going to elevate our podcast to new levels. I think so. I can see our listenership really just growing, like, tenfold. Yeah. Goat Emic Goat Face and his adventures. I feel like I need a better name. That was just off the top of my head. That's what you called it when you first got it, when you won it at the fun fair. Is it actually? Yeah. Oh, didn't even realise. That was a long time ago. <laughs> Worrying that that's the first name that comes to your head. Every time I think about the goat. <laughs> goat in my goat face. Cracking guy. Oh, he's got all the bants. He does. So, <laughs> should we go for number two? Please. Are you ready? Yeah. Competitive duck herding. <gasps> Why is that a thing? <laughs> Okay, so obviously this is when you heard your ducks around and you're like really good at it and so then you win a medal. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Where did that start? Obviously in the UK in farmland. Like up north, obviously. Yeah, classic. Or somewhere around. UK is Norfolk where we do like, like cheese, cheese rolling. rolling yeah. Um, but yeah, it's done with a sheepdog and you herd ducks into a pen. But it's done in like a... Like, it's so extreme now. It's done in, like, a craft-style environment. So you would go to an arena. Cruft. Cruft? Cruft? What did I say? Crafts. Oh, crufts. Crufts. As in the dog show thing. We both got it wrong. Yeah. Crufts. Yeah. The weird dogs thing. Yeah. 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 It's not weird. Okay, the regular dog thing. We're going to lose all of our dog fan listeners. Insulting their dog fandom. Yeah, sorry. Ducks. Yeah, but then they had the ducks into pens in like an arena. I wish I could. The go fastest watch this. times like win. Can you even imagine the ducks? So freaking funny! Like Jeffrey, get in the pen. He's like, he's like the pesky duck. He's off like trying to get a hot dog. Farmer Jim's like, oh, not again. But I was looking into this more, and you can have corporate away days where you learn. To duck herd in the so UK. So it's team building. You can do team building of duck herding. I was like, this is amazing. I work for a team building <laughs> company and this is going to be the first thing I suggest at my next team meeting. We need to get into duck herding. Yes, I think you should tell Priority. Me. I think there's a lot of money in it. Yep. We could get them to wear something really British, maybe. Mm-hmm. Like, like a, um, a, a waistcoat. <laughs> Can you imagine a duck in a waistcoat? <laughs> that would be really funny. <laughs> and no, but like then it little... quack and its pipe would fall off. I was going to say like a little hat and I was like, are they shooting hats? I think that's what people use. Like anyway, a little flat cat. It's just got really dark there. A little flat cat. Yeah. That'd be cute. kind of just want a duck now and want to dress it up. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Maybe make him look like a dinosaur. <laughs> yeah. Shave his fur so he looks like yeah. a dinosaur. Are you ready then? This is number one. We're in number one. <gasps> we, we do we like how do we? I don't know. Do we need like a drum roll? Uh... Drum roll, drum roll, drum roll, drum roll. I can't say. I can't talk. News raiding. That's not what I thought was going to happen. Then news raiding. Okay. So when there's like the news and you. Raid it. <laughs> Please elaborate. <laughs> By, um, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, right, yeah. brilliant. Let me try and explain it. So, news raiding is a term used to describe people who actively aim 
to get themselves in the background of news reports. Like, so, like, and broadcasts. But isn't that called photobombing? Well, it is photobombing, but it's specifically aimed at... Oh, at live news reports. Live news broadcasts. <gasps> so, there's there's not that many people that obviously do this as a hobby. It's kind of weird. It takes a lot of time to work out where they're going to be reporting the news. True. But there's this one guy <laughs> called Paul Yarrow, who's probably the most famous for doing this. He's in, like countless numbers of like different news reports he's in like tv programs like um like a uh, antiques road show you know where oh, they yeah. have like all the people that stand in the background he's in everything what and does he be- do he just stands there oh. but he wears the most ba- like he's quite like a little podgy man oh, like going great. a bit bald and he wears like a really beige outfit every time he wears the same outfit every time he does why. it and it's like it's like turned into a game of like where's Wally, but it's like where's Yarrow. Oh, what a legend! And he just stands it. He's been in like thousands of. But he doesn't these do anything. Crazy. He doesn't do anything. He just, he just stands, stands there. there, and just watches them like do their broadcasts. How does these. he find out where they are? Well, I don't know. This is the thing that I think is really magic. weird. It's so weird. It takes a lot of time and effort for him to like work out. Like, I think he does a lot of the ones like in London and stuff, like outside Parliament, because that's there's quite a lot that's happen an easy there. One. Yep, they're often there. But then I guess you have to research your TV programs, find out where they're going to be, and yeah, all sorts. Of that's kind of hard. Yeah, it's hard I hobby. Respect. I wonder what he gets out of it. Glory. Do you think he likes to see himself on television, but he never saw himself as an actor? He kind of just likes to be an extra. Yeah. Interesting. I don't know. Interesting. What's his name again? Paul Yarrow. Paul Yarrow, hero of the day. Yeah. So that was my ten weird hobbies. Thanks. That was really interesting. Are we inspired? Yes. There's three things on that list I want to do. Which were the ones you wanted to do? Extreme um, ironing, obviously. Duck herding. <laughs> and my all, all-time all favourite, element collecting, I think. Okay, well, I'll leave those to you then. <laughs> okay, the three were geocaching, lapping, and toy voyaging. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, they are definitely the most fun ones out of all those. I would like to news raid if there was ever the opportunity. Oh, well, now I know but, it's a thing. Yeah. I will make sure to. I don't to. know what I do in the background, though, because there's a lot of... You see it happen, like, at sporting events, don't you? But then they're just, like, idiots that do something stupid behind the camera. Yeah, and you like, don't want to annoy not, someone. Yeah. Like, it's their it's job. Their jo- they just want to get their job done, you know? But it'd be quite funny if you'd be like... Yeah, you would do like, the classic the down face, which is your mouth massive, wide open. Massive yeah. smile. Mm-hmm. That's probably quite distracting for quite, their job. Quite wide-eyed. You've also got to be careful. You you're behind. Yeah, but you don't know what they're talking about because you probably That's can't true. hear. Yeah. What if they're talking about something really murdery? Yeah. And you're like, ah, That's true. Way! What a great day it is. <laughs> you might get arrested for being strange. Yeah, that's very true. Okay, we need to take this a bit more seriously then. Okay. okay. How? I have no idea. Okay, we'll find great. out the next news report mm-hmm. in Vancouver. Because they tell people about that when they do it. Sure. And we'll get there, and then we'll just stand pretty sensibly in the background. Can I just tell you something that I read about this week? Yes. Which was really random. Wait, no, I'm in, I'm in charge of this episode. Okay. Please, sir, may I tell you something interesting? Yes. Thanks. <laughs> You're so bad at being a bully. <laughs> or bossy. Um, so I read, I can't tell you where it was, I think it was Vancouver, but I read that they, for April's Fools, advertised that they were looking for a cat detective, 
and they they like wrote it like this detective must be you know, able to concentrate for 30 seconds at a time before losing complete interest and sleeping in the corner <laughs> it was really funny it was nice. really well written but anyway somebody actually wrote as a cat with like a full resume like properly sent <laughs> out a cover letter and sent it to the police force no being way. like I'd like to apply for this job. Here are the things that I could do. And apparently they didn't write a return address or any contact information on it. So the oh, police no. contacted the local media to tell them to see if they could find out who this person yeah. with their cat was that wanted to be cat police. That's hilarious. It's amazing. I would be arrested constantly if there was a cat police. Why? Maybe that's why. Because I want to see the cat. Oh, you just want to get to, you yeah. just get to meet the cat detective. Yeah, I would so hope that do... the it would be the one that would interrogate me. Right. Do they enforce different types of law, though? Is there, like, specific laws Ooh. you have to break to be do you think investigated they, by the cat detective? They only do, like, cat burglaries. Yeah. Nice. Thanks. That was good. I'm trying to think about the good, cat puns. Good puns there. Um, that's probably about it. That's... I think that's that's the key. That was good. You went you went straight for it. it was strong. Strong, strong start. Should have just stopped talking. Yeah. Well, that's why you're in charge. You're supposed to stop this sort of thing from happening yeah. on your watch. But, Come on, you know. tighten it up, Dan Childs. Nah. <laughs> so if you guys have any weird hobbies that you've heard of, get in touch. We are at hello at helpandwearingasuit.com. Send us an email, let us know if there's anything weird that you've heard about or that you're doing. We'll share them with everybody maybe on our next episode. And maybe we'll try them if they're Possibly. accessible. Yeah. yeah. We pretty much will try anything. Yeah. Ali will make me try it, and I'll report back. <laughs> and I'll just sit on my butt and not do any research or homework. Yeah. Great. This could nice. work out well. Guys, if you would really like to help me be more lazy, then mm-hmm. please get in touch. Thanks so and much. And make Dan do stuff. We have a website. We do. Oh, I'm sorry. Do you want to tell them this? Uh, we have a website. Mm-hmm. It's uh, helpimwearingasuit.com. Uh, we are also on Instagram. Dan Space with a D. And I'm Ali Haley with an I. It was backwards. I'm so confused now. What else do you normally say at this point of the show? I can never remember. Um, <laughs> so don't forget. Shed the suit. Escape the everyday. Goodbye. <laughs> Usually we have a bit more of a clever intro to that though. Yeah. Do you want to think of something? No. No. Nope. When I'm put on the spot and have to be Maybe impromptu. Like, wish I... the listeners a happy week ahead. Uh, an oh. adventurous, life less ordinary week ahead maybe. I mean, you've already done that, so... I'll go with that. Shed the soup. <laughs> do it again. Do we have to do it again? No, we don't. We have just to do said it again. again. I just it thought just we should. Silly. Okay, bye. <laughs>